Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Hail Marys, wild comebacks, and injuries. This was our weekend. I'm Natter alongside Bud. How are you doing today? I just... I just feel like I can't get through a week without massive amount of injuries. Am, am I losing it or no, because, is it just me? No, I'll, I'll go through, you know, like my Yahoo matchups and I'll look at everybody else's matchups, see how everybody else is doing, how their team is going. And all of a sudden I see Q, 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 O, Q, Q in their starting lineup mid game. Everybody's getting dinged, knocked out, hurt. Something's going up, and uh, and uh, it is not my fantasy score. What's in the water right now? What is in the water? So COVID. <laughs> um, Something's bleach. at the water cooler right now because everyone's getting hurt. <sighs> it's it's rough because it, I mean we're gonna have a venting later on. I specifically marked a section for venting. So thank, thank you. So, I, so, I need that. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, right so now. that's definitely going to be one of our segments today. Of course, we got the NFL headlines. We're going to talk about the most important points of Sunday's games. We have our venting. And then, of course, the legendary waiver wire period. Oh, all right. Let's do it. NFL headlines. Good news for potential Cowboys owners. Andy Dalton practiced in full, set to play against Minnesota. I mean, that that is very good news it, for a lot of wide receiver options there. I don't think it's the greatest of news because, I mean, I don't see Andy Dalton being that much better than the options we had. But, I mean, I have a little bit more confidence, especially in Zeke. I feel like this is the best news for Zeke. Yeah, I definitely think it's better. I'm not going to say it's phenomenal, but Zeke... He should get a little bit more room. Um, hopefully that helps him out. I think this gives Amari Cooper a bump, maybe even a little bit of a gallop. Let's hope so. Tyler Lockett had a knee sprain. Uh, I mean, we don't know the status of it. Seriously? Yeah. Well, you know, can we just have one player healthy? Just one. Just, just one. one. I'm just asking one. They That's play, it. They play Thursday night football. It doesn't look good for him. Of course, uh, might do. I say? Yeah, of course. The, the problem is if Pete Carroll hypes up the player in his injury, you know it's bad, because he hyped up Carlos Hyde's injury and he's been out for three weeks. He hyped up Chris Carson's injury; he's been out three weeks and going on four now, according to Pete Carroll. Uh, I mean, I hate Pete Carroll and his uh, hyping <laughs> upness of injuries because apparently he'll say like, "Oh yeah, it's not that serious. He'll be back soon," and then all of a sudden, a month's gone, and you're wondering what the hell happened. So Zach Ertz has been designated to return from IR. Uh, they're going to test him out and see how he is and then move on from there. Uh, I don't know how many Zach, Zach Ertz shares you own, but uh, I, I know. Zero. zero. I have zero. But as a Zach Ertz owner in multiple leagues, it finally feels good to know that there is a solid tight end coming back out there. It's It's been rough, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get hurt again like a lot of people are. Yeah, and now the Eagles are actually starting to get a little bit healthy. They started to get some wide receivers out there. They got some offensive linemen out there. You saw uh, you know, Miles Sanders back out there doing productive things. 
moving in the right direction. They're moving, the Eagles are moving in the right direction. Absolutely. And uh, I think this only helps Zach Ertz more. He's not the lone option on that field anymore. But speaking of lone option, Drew Locke suffered a rib injury. His status for Sunday is up in the air. Of course, this is pretty early in the season, or pretty early in the week. We are recording this on a Monday night during Monday night football. So, I mean, of course, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see and how that goes. Yeah, I, that's going to hurt a little bit for sure. But Drew Locke has been a little bit inconsistent this year. Hopefully he gets back to being healthy so we can keep watching Jerry Judy do his thing. Joe Flacco is set to start again, the best quarterback of all time, <laughs> who uh, is 19th, I believe, on the all-time passing yards list, who passed Joe Montana just last week against the Patriots. So they're tanking for Trevor pretty much. Uh, I think they have a better chance of winning with Joe Flacco. I mean, he played pretty decently against the Patriots, who have a good secondary. So do you think Joe Flacco's the answer? Uh, so do, says, does this show more that they have no interest in Sam Darnold whatsoever? Well, the, Sam Darnold still isn't healthy. So I, I think they're being a little bit more cautious for Sam Darnold. But I mean, I would if he was healthy, I would expect them to play Sam Darnold because I want them. I would expect them to want to see what they have in him and to see if he's the future. I mean, if they're tanking and they're going to get the first round draft pick, they're going to get first shot at Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I'm sure they would want to know if they should go for Lawrence or start building pieces around. Do you think Sam they Darnold. go for Lawrence? I think they go for Lawrence. Do you think Gase is still there? Yes. Ugh. Yes, Ugh. I still think Gase is there. Yeah, it hurts to say, but I still think Ace will still be there. Uh, Jordan Howard, after being another healthy scratch, has been cut. Not a surprise. Not a surprise, but that does give a little bit of a boost to Miles Garrett when he comes back, and then Ahmed for right now. Uh, of course, we're going to discuss Gaskin. them. Miles I said, Miles Ga- you I said say? Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yeah, you got Miles Garrett on the brain? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. A little bit. A little bit. So rumors, uh, sorry, sorry, I skipped, I skipped, I skipped the line. <laughs> I skipped you're, line. You're, you're all good. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. has an MCL sprain, unlikely to play Sunday. That's rough. I mean, it, it, it's worse for him because he's destroyed his legs. So I'm sure he's going to be extra, extra, extra careful with his MCL sprain. And he, he he's not the most mobile quarterback, but he definitely uses his legs to make some plays. Uh, it, it'll hurt him and hurt your wide receivers more, especially because, uh, I mean, he's been playing pretty good football and uh, he's been putting up some fantasy points for all the wide receivers you have on your team. So rumor is McCaffrey is unlikely to play Sunday, but coach Matt rule said that's fake news. And he hasn't heard that rumor. I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. Get McCaffrey back on the field. Get him on the field. Get him on the field. Get him on the, I need some good news in my life. Let's get somebody healthy. on. I I almost had some good news in my life. Then I heard he sprained his shoulder and then, you know, (laughs) life sucked again. So Anthony Lynn said it is too early to, uh, start and practice Austin Eckler. Uh, I mean, uh, we almost got good news. I thought it would be good news. And then he kind of slammed the brakes on me. They're playing with me. They're playing with you our know, feelings. They're playing with me right yeah. now. Uh, Drew Brees set to miss a few weeks with some rib injuries. I mean, while uh, I mean, he can't throw the ball more than 15 yards down the field, uh, I mean, yeah. we got Jameis Winston now throwing to Michael Thomas. How comfortable comfortable are you with this? It's it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to get into it a little bit later. Yeah, right? we're going to discuss this more in depth. And Jermichael Hastley, the standout 
RB, a rookie for the Niners, has a broken collarbone out for the rest of the year. So, I mean, this they everybody made fun of the Niners for having so many running backs on that roster. They're down to one. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, big news. I mean, uh, they it helped them for sure, but. God, it just injuries everywhere for them right now. It is brutal, and especially because, uh, I mean, they're not doing too hot right now with all the other injuries they have. So the Niners currently have the most uh, salary cap on the IR right now by a long shot. It's not even, like, close. It's uh, brutal. It's brutal for the San Francisco 49ers, but it also just shows how brutal of a year it has been for everybody on the injuries. I mean, our, our fantasy football teams, everybody's – has been massively hit this year. And that's just on the, on the offensive side. We're not even taking into account the defensive injuries and all the IR placements those got taken off. It's been just a horrendous and wild year, and uh, I'm just ready for it to be over. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's uh, it's hurt to watch. Yeah, it's it's hard it's and been, hurt to it's watch. It's been interesting, for sure. But unless Absolutely. it gets me a fantasy championship. If it gets me a fantasy championship, you know, you know, I might, I might take back a couple things I said. <laughs> Why take it back? You're on tilt a little bit? A little bit. I'm a little on tilt. I mean, uh, let's talk about some, of course, some big moments. Okay. Some talking points. I like it. You know, we can go after Go one after another. Mm -hmm. I got Cam Akers. He had the most carries against Seattle. He had 10. Uh, Daryl Henderson, he had 8. And Malcolm Brown also had 8. So it it was a split running back by committee. Uh, Cam Akers also did the worst. Out of the running backs, yep. considering he had ten carries for thirty-eight yards, I believe it was. So I, and, I mean, yeah, he, I mean uh, Malcolm Brown thirty-three yards for six carries, actually. I can I said touches. Got to include oh, receptions there, I'm, sir. I'm just, I'm just stating. Oh, okay, okay. Six carries. Uh, I mean, he, he also had a touchdown. Daryl Henderson, I believe, also had a touchdown. Okay, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns for Malcolm Brown. Two touchdowns for Malcolm Brown. So you already know who's the goal line back, yep. and therefore the most important back. Him and Daryl Henderson are the guys. Uh, Cam Akers, he's probably going to be sprinkled in here and there. I don't see too much fantasy value unless one of them goes down. I don't know how you feel about this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to be a committee. Committee. And Malcolm Brown is going to be the best option, in my opinion. Safest. I yes. think he has the best floor because considering he's also there on passing downs, mm-hmm. and if you have the most red zone potential on a team, that's probably going to be in the red zone a decent amount. Uh, I mean, you look like you're the guy. So you have your list. So – I think we have to talk about this. Michael Thomas, is it a concern with Breeze being out right now? Because obviously you drafted him in the first round. You were not expecting only 10 receptions and 18 targets from him past week 10, right? It's yeah. It's been brutal. It's been absolutely brutal right now, and I'm sure if you have him, it hasn't been a great season for you. But James Winston's coming. He can throw it deep. Can he see you? I don't know. We'll see how the LASIK goes. We'll see how the LASIK goes here. But I'm interested in a little bit of Traquan Smith here. Michael Thomas only runs a certain amount of routes. I'm not saying he can't run every route. I'm just saying he has his particular ones he's very good at and he likes to. Can Traquan Smith, and this question is specifically for you, can he break out? Well, Breeze is gone. I don't think so. Okay. I think this is still the Michael Thomas show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable and confident in Michael Thomas. Of course, you're st- you're rolling him out no matter what. Absolutely, but absolutely. I still think, uh, I mean, uh, the offense is not going to cater, in my opinion, to 
uh, to a little blind bat over there. <laughs> it's still he, he he the he's going to cater to the offense, not the offense cater to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be aiming to throw it to Camara, and he's going to be aiming to throw it to Michael Thomas. And if all that fails, maybe he goes to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, you know, Jared Cook gets sprinkled in. Um, he, he's the offense is not going to cater to him because he was horrible in that offense. Yeah. He threw the most interceptions for a reason because he just wasn't that good at throwing the ball vertically yeah, or I'm, his decision-making just wasn't there. My main question is, it could Traquan Smith be an option? Could. Am I going to invest it in him this late into the year now? Okay. It's it's too late in the year for this because uh, right now you got to save your slots for your injured players, your stashes, your handcuffs, and the players you're just going to be you know filling in on your bye weeks. Right now, Traquan, you, you, you're not comfortable putting Traquan in at any point of the season. I mean, even with Michael Thomas out, I mean, I mean, Traquan, he still wasn't doing much, and he was one of the primary options. Yeah, he didn't have too many good games. It was a he had a game week two, eight points, seventeen points in week four, uh, and then week nine against Tampa Bay was obviously seven point four points. There wasn't a lot of options, but I'm going to keep an eye on him. He's he's worth keeping an eye out. I just have a hard time you thinking that he's going to be a valuable option this deep in the playoffs like if, if you're in the playoffs right now we're not in playoffs we're not in the playoffs right now yeah but say like a couple weeks down the push. line and you're making a playoff push i have a hard time you expecting Traquan smith to be a a valuable contributor especially because drew breeze is only supposed to be out two to three weeks supposedly i could see him pushing it for a week week and a, a week you know week or two uh I so mean, then four weeks i uh, no, no. Oh, okay, so you're I saying expect, only two weeks, roughly. I, I expect Drew Brees to be out two weeks max. Okay, that, so, that's almost getting into playoff time. If he's three to four weeks, that is playoff time. Yes, four weeks is playoff time. For but, sure. I mean, if you're going to keep an eye out for Traquan, you know, he's going to have one good week, and then you're going to hold on, you're going to pick him up. But then are you going to start him right after that? You'd probably want to see another week after that, and then well, by then Drew Brees is back. So, All right, understandable. Your, your, your next one? Your next one? Uh, I mean, Bridgewater. We got to talk about Bridgewater out. Speaking of the quarterbacks. Obviously. Uh, I mean, there there were three viable wide receivers on that roster. Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore. DJ Moore had a fantastic game. Robbie Anderson got his. And Curtis Samuel was the one left in the dust, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, right now, I don't even know the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. I do not want to invest in him. If you, uh, if I need to get that out of the way early, <laughs> um, but I don't know how comfortable you feel starting any of these wide receivers, knowing that he's probably out this week. Robbie Anderson is going to be your start. Curtis Samuel is not a start for me. Um, DJ Moore played better. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, he had a he had a good game, but Robbie Anderson's the only one I'm going to keep an eye on. I think uh, if McCaffrey comes back. I think there'll be a lot of dump offs for him. If Mike Davis is in, I think there'll be a lot of dump offs and will boost a little bit in the PPR, the half PPR standpoint, but I'm sticking with only one wide receiver there. Yeah. Mike Davis, Mike Davis had a dislocated finger mid game. He went to the locker room, had that patched up or put back in to place. And then, uh, he came back into the game later in the game, but he was definitely disappointing. Mm -hmm. He only had what eight carries and, uh, he was an unfortunate casualty in that offense that game especially when a lot of people needed him almost, he vanished. So that's my point. You got another one for me? Uh, this one, uh, Russell Wilson, are are we concerned at all? So he is 0-2 now that he is trademark 
Let Russ Cook. <laughs> Let Russ Cook. I have, I have not heard this, sir. Yeah, he, he trademarked it, and now he is 0-2. He trademarked it himself. Yes. Yes. Why? So, he, I don't know. He could put it on a shirt. Okay. He's So, he's 0-2 is what you're saying. Yes, he is 0-2 since trademarking Let Russ Cook. Okay, so are you concerned with him at all? No, I mean, he played two good teams. Yeah, yeah, He played, he had, it was a couple rough matchups, and he, he didn't I'm really, not worried. He didn't really even play that bad uh, week nine against Buffalo. He had 24 fantasy points. The Rams game was very interesting. It was also a divisional matchup, and we know those can be a little bit difficult. 11.9 points, but he plays Arizona next, Philadelphia, New York Giants, Jets, Washington. Those are all great matchups for him. I, I I'm not concerned with him long-term. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine. You're going to still plug and play him when he is available. I mean, DK Metcalf got imaginably shut down by Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Lockett. He looked like he was playing injured, found out he was. Uh, He threw, what, three interceptions, sacked, fumbled a couple times. Aaron Donald got his. Uh, I mean, if you're in a league where sacks were minus points, it was a brutal and rough matchup for you. And uh, I don't expect that to happen again. I mean, the offensive line has been playing much, much, much better mm-hmm. and much better than I expected them to play. So uh, eventually they were going to, you know, re- fall back and falter a little bit to what I anticipated them being. But uh, I think they'll be fine moving forward. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So this isn't too much of a discussion, but mm-hmm. currently Daniel Jones has a higher QBR than Carson Wentz. Okay. Fantasy points, it's a completely different story. Daniel Jones is a better quarterback. End of discussion. <laughs> okay. Turnover machine. Legitimately a turnover machine. Carson Wentz, yeah. Who has more interceptions this year? Carson Wentz. Thank you very much. <laughs> if we correlate, how many interceptions, how many turnovers does Carson Wentz have in his career? And how many does Daniel Dimes have? Because I'm pretty sure Daniel Dimes has at least two per game. Uh, I'm sure he's averaging, but you you can you can look that up, and I'll I'll get to the next one. So, Jerry Judy, could he be a plug and play wide receiver two or a wide receiver three for you, or a flex option? Obviously, the last two three games he had ten targets against the Chargers. Atlanta was fourteen targets. Obviously, the Raider game because Locke had an injury, he had eight targets. Still a good amount. Still a good amount of volume. I would keep him more in my flex option to a wide receiver three. Uh, he's definitely not a wide receiver two, in my opinion. He does play Miami. Uh, they do have some good corners there. Then you play New Orleans. It's going to be a tr- tough matchup. Kansas City, they're going to have to put up some points, so he's viable there. But they play Carolina week 14. It's going to be a very good matchup. And then they play Buffalo. So he honestly he has kind of two good matchups at the end. I, I try to stay away as much as I can. If you're in a bind, uh, flex option to me, wide receiver three. Okay, so Daniel yep. Jones currently has 34 career turnovers. Okay. And Carson Wentz has 65. Okay. How many years has Carson Wentz been in the league? What is he, four now? Five? No. Got drafted in 16. Let me let me double check here for you, sir. He got drafted. I'm looking at it right now. 2016 is when he got drafted. So okay. he has when now did, running uh, into five. When did your boy get drafted? Daniel Jones. So he's been playing. He's been a starter for two years. Oh okay, okay. So you have you have five years against about three roughly almost two and a half basically two and a half. three. Yeah, yeah okay. So was it sixty four? You said so, yeah, th- th- sixty five to thirty four. 
That ratio is not that far off. The, the, that ratio is pretty close. Yeah, the ratio is pretty close. <laughs> the <laughs> the ratio is pretty close right now. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're not very good. <laughs> they're not very good. There you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Got you got fact a, checked. You, you got homie. another one. You got another one, sir. So you you just discussed Jerry Judy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So J D. McKissick, I think he's earned his every week starting role. He had fifty percent of the target share in the first half of that Lions Redskins game. If 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 you got that, you're getting point fantasy points, whether that's PPR points, yards points, or touchdown points. He had all three of them. So. Uh, I said last week on the podcast, if you guys follow my Twitter, I made a little animation of him. And, uh, of course, Twitter's top tier tactics underscore. You guys could see where my little daily updates of starts and sits, all that good stuff. Uh, but I definitely put JD McKissick as one of them. I highly recommend going out and getting him if he is still on the waiver wire and then, uh, plug and play him. He's there. Especially in half PPR and PPR. Oh yeah. And then, uh, Nelson Aguilar just, just, Dropping babies. He dropped the touchdown. Just dropping babies. So this is the Nelson Aguilar that we know and hate. I I love it, but I mean, you 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 love it. You enjoy it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. When 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 a stereotype of a player gets fulfilled, I get happy. Well, you should be absolutely ecstatic right now. Well, I'm a little. I mean, I am rooting for Nelson Aguilar. I want him to do good because I like him, but I still want him to drop passes because I think it's funny. It is funny. But he's doing both technically right now. He's still scoring points. He's still doing pretty good. He has the most red zone targets on the Raiders. Most uh, One of the most touchdowns if you discount uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, and he still has some of the most drops. So, I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to go to, to the section you created. Yes. The vent section. Vent. Get it. Okay. So, <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Galladay, uh-huh. and every other Little soft football player that got injured. Let me add. Let me add somebody. Okay. Mixon. Mixon. Eckler. Eckler. Okay. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just rough. Injuries are rough. It's frustrating to have to deal with injuries, and it's frustrating to have to deal with them mid-game, knowing you've lost your week because your best star-studded player got checked out in the first quarter and you just have to sit there in agony and sadness and silence while your opponent is just putting up Hail Mary touchdown catches by Hopkins or Kyler Murray with zero seconds on the clock when you thought you had the game won. We're just killing it. Do you have anything else to add to the event? I'm just, just, it's ridiculous. That's it. That's all I got. So a ball went through, uh, Anthony Miller's hands and into an interception. Nice job, um, Anthony Miller. Way to ruin Nick Foles' stat line. Uh, I mean, other than that, let's head on to the waiver wires. Waiver Wire God. Naheem Hines. I'm a little skeptical on this guy, but you got to have him just because of the state of running backs. Uh, Had a monstrous game. It looks like the Colts are slightly pushing Jonathan Taylor out of the picture. He had another disappointing game. Meanwhile, Naheem Hines and Wilkins, uh, I mean, they balled out. If I could do so, say so myself, uh, Naheem Hines needs to be rostered. He was heavily rostered in the beginning of the year, and then he kind of fell off a cliff, which is why I want to say I'm a little skeptical. But uh, 
way the running backs are right now, you got to have him on your roster. And uh, at this point, he is a solid flex option. Absolutely. Uh, my next guy is Michael Pittman Jr., a, a guy I talked about in the draft process. I really liked. Uh, thought he was a steal in the second round. Uh, Colts was a very good option for him. Hopefully they get a quarterback that actually can throw him the ball. Um, but the last two weeks, seven targets and then eight targets week 10. He played very well, looked very good. Looks like they have a connection. They're getting on the right page. He's a guy to pick up, and uh, I see bright things in his future. A little rookie balling out, taking over T.Y. Hilton's job. Thank you very much. Jalen Rieger, the junior. I mean, I touted this guy all rookie year for, not sorry, before the season started as a high target value dynasty player. And uh, with Carson Wentz's offensive line coming back, Carson Wentz struggling a little bit. He's got to. He's got to throw to the young man to make sure he's able to move the ball down the field. He's starting to get the running game a little bit. It's still going to open up the paths for the wide receivers. I really like the way Jalen Rager is going. He had, what, seven targets just this last Sunday. Targets translates into fantasy points. Absolutely. So the next guy, are, can you help me out with his name? Go for it. Give it a shot. Salvin uh-huh. Ahmed. 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 Was so, I close? Was so, I close? So there's two different ways. Okay. okay I don't okay, know okay. if you misspelled it, right? So if it's so it's S A L V O N. I don't is care about name. that. It's the last okay. name. A H M E D. So that's Ahmed. 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 Ah. Like you know when you like sip like a really cold soda. Oh, okay. I think I got it. Then, I think. I think I got it. Okay. Ahmed. Yeah. Like, Did I nail it? Ahmed. Yeah. That was pretty good. Beautiful. Uh-huh. With it, when there's a C, it's Ahmed. Like you kind of clear your throat. Ahmed. I'm I'm glad we have a professional here. Thank you. Because obviously I can't pronounce names so, to save my life at this point. I can pronounce some names, just not you know majority of names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he has gotten the last game was 21 attempts. Obviously, they cut Jordan Howard today, so they want to see the young guys what they can do. You have Gaskin being out. He is going to get the workload. They play Denver, New York Jets, Cincy, and then Kansas City, New England. He is going to get the workload. He had one of the best footworks in the class drafted at running back. He looks very good. I, I, I think he definitely can be a starter, especially with all the running back issues. He's a guy to own. Uh, do you consider him a rental? You can consider him a rental, but I still think he'll be used. So when Gaskin comes back, I think they're going to try to figure out who they like better. It's a good idea to have him and keep an eye on him and see what they're going to do. Worst case scenario, he's on your bench. It's never bad to have too many running backs. It's never a bad option right now. Especially right now. Yeah, once we thought we had depth at the running back position and now uh, even the most solid running back team owners are now basically depleted at this point so blind ass winston (laughs) excuse me what was that blind (laughs) as a bat wilson (laughs) winston sorry are you blind yeah apparently i told you i can pronounce some names some names just what you know just just blind blind as a bat winston there we go sorry i love it i love sorry boys i mean if if you're going to be the starting quarterback for the saints you're probably going to be pretty fantasy productive. If you're in a dynasty super flex, then he gets elevated a whole lot more. If it's a, you know, as a streamer, you got, you got, you got some cojones 
if you want to pick him up and start him. But, I mean, when you got Michael Thomas, you got a Kamara, you got a good offensive line, you got a Sean Payton coordinator, you're in a good spot to succeed. You saw Teddy Bridgewater spot start, and he was a, uh, a very valuable fantasy football player in that moment. I expect uh, Winston to really succeed in that offense considering he does air it out and he's going to get touchdowns. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I, hopefully, he can see his wide receivers. So. Uh, he, he does. Um, we'll see. The problem is, is their uniforms are very dark. I think it could be a problem. It could be an issue. It could be an issue, especially in night games. If 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 they play a Monday night game and they wear those dark uniforms, Winston's in trouble. Uh, Twelve picks. Twelve. Twelve and a half. Uh, potentially. Yes. So so I'm gonna go to my next guy, Kalen Balash. We we talked about him last week. We it, it, hopefully you picked him up. I mean, 102 total yards. He obviously took over from Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly is not the guy. He's just a depth chart guy. Until Austin Eckler comes back, Balazs is going to be the main guy. How do you feel about that statement? Uh, I don't know how I feel about it because I think Kenyon Balazs is a not good football player, mm-hmm. but he's currently the best running back on that offense. Joshua Kelly has to play very poorly in order to lose his job to Kenyon Balage. I just I just want to put it out there. Balage got 18 carries and your boy Joshua Kelly got 7. There there is something they're seeing from a head coach that is was a running backs coach that they like in Balage. So Joshua Kelly is doing something wrong. Maybe it's maybe it's pass blocking. Maybe I, there's a concern there. There's pro- it's probably a pass blocking concern. Maybe it's just the you know the old running back coach being hard on the rookie, making sure he earns it a little bit more. If that's the case, well then Kenyon uh, I mean uh, Joshua Kelly is just kind of phased out of the offense at this point. He's just a depth piece like you mentioned. Kenyon Blodge is going to be the running back until Austin Eckler comes back. He's a rental, though. He's a, he's a rental. Know, he is a rental. He's a rental, but you might have him for a while as a rental. I think he's a Mike Davis-type rental where it's just kind of a wait and see, and every week you're hoping he does not start practicing, which uh, I think is going to be extended a little bit longer. Yeah, which uh, is making me sad. It does. So, it yeah. really does. So Marquis Van v- Valdez Scanlink. I know he's going to drop a donut next game. I know he does this every single year. He'll have a big game, go off. Everybody hops on the hype train. He does a donut. Everybody goes, well, I feel stupid for falling for that trap. Well, it's that time of the year to fall for that trap. Go ahead and pick him up and start him. <laughs> we're getting we're getting to the lower guys here. So, I mean, if you need a wide receiver, he's a good guy to come out and try to get. Uh, my next guy is Rex Burkhead. You know, you like Burkhead. I do. I you, like the You've Burkhead. always been involved in Burkhead, and he is not going to get a massive amount of workload every week. We know how the Patriots do things. They, they kind of do a running back by committee on a regular basis. Four receptions, five targets this week, six carries. It's not a lot of carries, but, you know, he did get two touchdowns. He's the goal line back. He's the red zone back. He catches the ball heavily in the backfield. During the red zone, he gets his carries in the red zone, and he he just has a way of punching that ball in. I'm not sure how he does it, but he he finds a way to score touchdowns. If you're going to score touchdowns, congratulations. You're fantasy football relevant. Wayne Gallman, speaking of another running back who happened to find his way into relevancy, uh, I mean, as long as uh, Devontae Freeman is on the IR, which he is for another handful of weeks, uh, Wayne Gallman is going to be the primary back. And Daniel Jones, he's starting to play a little better. He's been a little productive, moving the ball down the field. Division is very weak. 
Uh, Wayne Gallman's going to have holes to hit, passes, catches to catch, pass catches to catch, and he's going to be a pretty fantasy relevant running back. Yeah, I mean Gallman has been producing on a regular basis. So next guy is another guy from the Patriots and Jacoby Myers. Did I, did I say it right? Jacoby. 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 So I mean. It seems like there is some sort of connection and they like Myers because six targets, 10 targets, 14 and seven. Obviously, your boy Cam Newton felt comfortable with him. It feels good. And uh, he's moving in the right direction. They do need some younger guys to start seeing what they have. I think Myers is a guy that they're trying to see if he's going to be relevant in this offense and, and going to continue because Edelman's getting a little bit old. Myers is a good guy to stash. Later end guy, I'm not obviously not using any waiver wire or fab on him. It's got to stash, kind of see for next year too. Yeah, I fully agree. The problem is, is the Patriots are winning football games. They just took out the Ravens. Yeah, they did, and that means they're a contender. Maybe not divisional, but they're good, looking good for a wild card spot. Yeah, they and need some weapons, right? They're gonna need weapons. They're gonna pass. They're gonna make a playoff push. I mean, uh, it looks like Jacoby Myers might be a fantasy-relevant player depending on uh, how good the Patriots keep doing as they move on into the year. I uh, I I fully agree with that pick. Now, is there anybody else that you want to talk about as Adam Thielen scores a touchdown? I think think we've covered everything. There we go. So, of course, next episode, we are definitely going to be deep diving into the injury reports. We're going to be talking about a whole lot of mess of players on what to do with them and of course the uh the thursday night preview other than that chris you got a send off we'll see you guys next time hopefully no one else gets injured and i doubt that but good luck everybody thank you for listening to another episode of the top tier tactics fantasy football podcast don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 